0: We had a kid who I will name by name because she should be named. Everything that you wanted in an athlete, a hard worker, a very hard worker, a super positive athlete. What I essentially did was trade away my Tawny Howards for brats, And I traded away kids who I really, really enjoyed in the program for kids who made, you know, things unpleasurable. We're on, this is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. let's get started. Turn it up, you tune tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkins. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. 5, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's get this is episode number 111 not sure if there's gonna be a 112 but thank you For joining, we have a great episode for you guys today. Today, we're talking about how the new scoring system had an impact on team placements. We also talk about staff trainings and what we do at American to train our staff. Another great episode for you guys. So glad that you are with us. But before we get into that, if you're new, welcome to the show. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Most shows are like today's show, Just me and B, talking cheer, answering your questions, and reacting to industry news. But we also bring on industry leaders. And since the summer is basically here, that means we're going to have a bunch of guests on. We already have a ton lined up. So I'm super excited to share them with you. And so that you do not miss out on anything from the show, be sure to subscribe. And if you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. We post clips from the show there, but we also have original content on both platforms. That means there's stuff that lives on TikTok that you will not see on Instagram. That means there's stuff on Instagram that you will not see on TikTok. So Jason C. Larkins on TikTok. And let's talk to your podcast on Instagram. And a shout out to Claire, who's still holding us down on IG. And speaking of shout outs, shout out to my mother, Sheila, Sarah, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Heather Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean, coaching machine, Heidi, Adam, Jasmine, Casey, Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop, be sure to check her out on IG, and our newest supporter, Lauren Clark. If you want to help support the show financially, there's a link in the show note, and you can Donate for as little as $0.99 cents a month. And guys, if you want to win a free coaches training with me, we are still doing that giveaway. So all you have to do to enter is take a screenshot of an episode of the podcast and post that on your Instagram story and tag our Instagram in the post. Guys, it's that easy. It's that simple. Anyone can win this thing. So if you're a parent and you're like, man, I want to win it on behalf of our gym, you can enter. Take a screenshot of an episode. Post that on your Instagram story. Tag the Let's Talk to Your Podcast, and you are entered. Someone is going to win. Why not you? The more shares, right? The more times you share it. You can do it every day of the week. You can do it twice a week. You can get your whole staff to do it twice a week. The more shares, the more entries. Someone is going to win. Why not you? Next winner will be announced in episode one fifteen. And there are still a couple of spots left in our second virtual coaches training. This is the one where you don't have to actually win it. You can just if you just want to lock your secure yourself a spot in the virtual training you can sign up for that there's a link in the show notes and that is going to happen on june 4th super excited for this i want everyone to be a part of it so sign up right now before those last few spots are done I'm the cheer director at American cheer, aksc.com sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners and asks the questions that you parents have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. We are in the start of the new season. Maybe yesterday was technically
1: mm-hmm. the
0: start of the new season. Yep. I guess with the parent meetings. Not we haven't practiced, but yeah. So I guess new season 2023-2024. Here we are. What's good, B?
1: I just have all the questions, Jason, from questions of like my thoughts and then things <laughs> I've heard from other parents in the gym and if you know me, I don't talk to that many people. I have my own reasons behind that. I do have a select <laughs> group of people that, you know, we talk and not that I'm not like wa- not wanting to talk to people, but It's just easier for me to go in and out. I'm really excited for this season. I don't really have any other words besides that, is that I'm really excited for this season. You know, last time we talked, I had said how it was great to have, you know, like two and a half weeks off to reset my girls' batteries. But Mm -hmm. for me as a mom, too, it was great to have that time off. And you don't realize. You know, when you're going and you're practicing and you're driving your kids, you know, here to there and competitions and things like that, like you don't realize how much you actually miss it. Like when you're in the thick of it, you're like, oh, I just want one weekend at home. But then when you have that weekend at home and you don't have Mm -hmm. practices during the week, you are like, man, I miss cheer, which you might enjoy it for a week. But after that, you're like, what did I do with my life when cheer wasn't going? You know? Yeah. So I'm very excited about this season and You know, I think parents will be more excited when you guys send out the competition schedule, which disclaimer, I have no idea what competitions we're going to. It's always exciting when you guys send out the competition schedule for parents to say, oh, are we going anywhere new? Or are we not going back to that competition? Are we trying a new one? So I think as a parent, I get excited and I'm sure a lot of others do. But other than that, you know, how are you feeling for this season?
0: Feeling good. You know, we'll see. It, it's crazy. The kids are getting older, you know? And so I feel like it's kind of weird to have like a new generation of kids coming in onto these teams. So we've had several kids. The first year we had Senior Black, we had all the Flyers. I think at that time, I think the rule was 11 years old. It might have been, I think that might have been the first year it was 11. It might have still been 10 that year. But we had this group of athletes who were... 11, 10 years old, like all the flyers on senior black that year. And it's crazy that those athletes are now seniors in the program, right? Like these kids, like the youngest kids on these teams are now seniors this year. And so that's just yeah. crazy to me, right? And it's cool to see just a new wave of kids coming in, you know, like Junior Blue is just a whole new wave of kids. And Senior Black is a whole new wave of kids. And so it's just cool to see, you know, just the kind of the program going and it's like a we're ushering in a new generation. And You know, so that's always exciting to see. Yeah, I'm excited about everything. But you know, we're you know we're here. We just released the teams on Sunday, so today is what Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. We released the teams on Sunday. Parents are not allowed to complain about the team that they made until Tuesday, and so you know, it 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 gives you a false sense of like everyone's happy because no one can complain on Monday. So I have nothing in my inbox on Monday, and I'm like, hey. (laughs) We're doing all right. And then on Tuesday morning, I had an email. And I was like, okay, well, there's just one. And then like kind of gradually throughout the day, we got some emails. But it's good. I would suggest that all gyms do that, that you release the teams and then you give them, you know, a time where they're not allowed to complain about emails because what, or complain about their team. Because here's what happens, coaches and owners. You send them the email, they're upset, and then they fire off a an email with pure emotion and rage. And they probably say a lot of things that they regret, right? And so you're protecting the parents from themselves. Give them some time to sleep on it. And even if they, not that they change their mind about their feeling about the team, but they at least have calmed down a little bit and don't send off, you know, a whole, that boiling point email. That they probably wanted to send as soon as they saw they didn't make the team they made. Not too many of those. Nothing too crazy. Nothing, you know, nothing we've never seen before. So it's actually relatively not bad. Yeah, so sent. I made sure I got back to everyone last night. So last night was a, a later night for me. I uh, made sure I got back to everyone last night about, you know, their various questions and clarifications. And here we are. I think I only have one meeting. So I think everything else was via handled via email. I think I only have one meeting, which is crazy. My first year here, (laughs) I cleared my schedule. And it's like, (laughs) I'm not doing anything else but meeting with parents right now. So yeah, this year we have so far only one meeting. So you know,
1: you know, it's funny, I feel like has it always been Tuesday? Or has it usually in the past been Monday?
0: It's usually been Monday, but okay. I wanted to give a little bit more time. I just feel like more, just more time to breathe, right? And we just have things to do Yeah. on the, like we have those parent meetings. And so I just didn't want to be like bogged down, like trying to get back to everyone's emails. Like I, I just didn't want to be bogged down trying to get back to everyone's emails when our when we have our parent meeting, all these things we have to prepare for. I'd rather like have a clear day where I can still get stuff done as far as the program is concerned, have our meetings, and then go and tack, you know, issues and problems and all those things. So
1: for me, now that, you know, I said that out loud and asked that question, thinking about it, you know, we get our team placement Sunday evening. And if it's Monday at 10 o'clock, that's not even 24 hours to have just like a breather. And Mm Tuesday seems so far away, but in reality, it really isn't that far away. I know. Yeah. I laughed at myself because when, you know, we had talked and we had got the girls Morgan Wallen concert tickets for their birthday Mm -hmm. and we gave it to them early and I pulled up. Viral on TikTok. (laughs) Not viral, viral, but it got a lot of views. I had pulled up, I think last week. I had pulled up the summer schedule for last season, which I know, I know that it's never the same. But I just kind of wanted an idea of, okay, did we have mm-hmm. practices this weekend last year? You know, it could change, but just an idea. And we didn't. And I almost sent like the vacation request last week before tryouts, but I didn't. I sent that. I sent it on Monday, and on the email that goes out with our team placements for people that aren't in. A American, it, you know, it says like Jason, the entire coaching staff will not be returning emails about team placements prior to 10 a.m. And it also says if you send an email during this time, your email will not be returned, which I think is a good idea. In
0: the trash, homie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's a great idea. So I was like, okay, I'm going to send my re- vacation request right now and I'm just going to let it be. Well, then I didn't hear anything back from you. So like, you know, last night I was like, "Uh, did you get my vacation request? Cause it wasn't about team placements. Like I hope it didn't go in the trash. (laughs) Anyways, I have some questions for you about tryouts that whether I've thought about myself or I've heard parents, you know, in the gym talking. So I'm going to shoot you some Questions. Disclaimer. I didn't know this until last night. Jason Larkins at American Cheer does not have any involvement with team placements. So is that true, Jason?
0: We won't say any involvement, but I don't have the involvement that I used to have. Okay. Yeah, I mean before I was I was there. I was with the papers, looking at every kid, arguing with every coach, you know, going and in the thick of it and and just doing whatever. Last year, I decided to remove myself from the process. Although I am still, you know. The coaches go. They're in there. They're looking at kids. They're looking at teams. And I will go and peek. Last year I did a lot more peeking. Last year I would come out. How are you guys doing? Here we go. Okay, this looks all right. And this year I was a lot more hands off. And so there's there's a couple things I want to say with this. Directors, owners, whoever you, you know, you have to have. You have to relinquish responsibility and authority to your people. You really do because they're never going to learn and, and, and never going to. Grow and you're going to feel like you are doing everything in the program if you don't learn to let go. Right. And so I try, I try to find opportunities where I can let go and go, okay, hey, we've, we've trained our staff. We have a good staff. We trust our staff. Right. It shows our staff that we trust them and they feel, you know, the honor, right, of being able to go and put together teams. I remember when our owners invited Ashley and I to put together teams, that was a huge, you know, it really was a huge honor for us to be like, be in the room when we put teams together. Right. So mm-hmm. So I was a lot more hands-off this year. They would ask me if they got stuck somewhere, like, hey, we're thinking about doing this team and this team, and get my opinion. I go, no, I think we should do, I think we should go in in this direction. Okay, well, we'll try to go in that direction. And and then I would leave, and they would go, and like, okay, now we're stuck here. Like, what do you think we should do here? And okay, well, this is my opinion. This is what I think we should do. But for the most part, you know, yeah, I have been the last two years, and this year way more than last year, and last year was really hands-off. Off, I let our staff take care of it, and let them put together teams. And like, and obviously, I have like final approval of where everyone is. But you know, this is funny. Last night we were talking. uh It had to be in your meeting, the Junior Blue Youth Black meeting. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm talking, and I go, "Yeah, so Junior Blues are pretty popular, or small Junior Twos a pretty popular division." I go, "Medium Youth Three, you know, it's kind of hit her." And Ashley's like, we're, "We're small this year." I'm like, "Oh, we're small this year, guys. So small." <laughs> <laughs> medium or small U <laughs> three. Uh that's all. I was like, Yeah guys, I'll put together teams. I don't know what teams we have. So yeah, that was a long, long answer, but there you go.
1: That's true. No, I I like that answer. I think it you know, I think it's good for our families to know that you don't have that much involvement in it. And Mm -hmm. I think people in our program, like they easily jump to, and I can relate at some time, you know, in the past that people automatically jump to, why did Jason put them on this team? And why did Jason do that? You know, like, so I think Mm -hmm. you stepping back from it really is a good thing for our program. And for parents to know that, Hey, like, you know, don't be mad at me. Like it wasn't just my decision, like as a group Mm -hmm. and as their coaches that actually coach their team, which for junior blue or for junior white, you are a coach at the gym, but you don't coach junior white. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good thing for people to hear that, you know, you don't have any or didn't have that much involvement in that. Yeah. I got a couple questions, Jason. I'm just thinking about these um, on the drive, and I'm like, I'm going to ask him that. Yeah, I'm ready. So how many kids at evaluations do you think you saw? Not not necessarily you, but do you think the judges saw? Because for people that don't know, at our program, you don't do evaluations. You let other coaches do evaluations, which mm-hmm. I think is another good thing. So how many people do you think came through for evaluations?
0: We had about 200 athletes get evaluated, okay. and so I will clarify this for people not a part of our gym or people who are a part of our gym. If you are on a prep team and you want to stay on a prep team, right, you're on a prep team last year, and you're like, oh, it's our first season, we're not really ready for elite, and you want to stay on a prep team, you do not have to be evaluated. So you just turn in your tryout paper and go, here's my paper, please place me where you think I would... You know, best fit. The premise is we've already seen that athlete for a whole year. You know, do they really need to get evaluated, especially if they're just going to stay on a prep team? You know, we've already seen their skills throughout a whole year. We can place them. Brand new athletes obviously have to be evaluated. So if you're coming from our midseason program, you have to be evaluated. If you're coming from our fundamentals program, you have to be evaluated. Or if you're just brand completely brand new to our program, you have to be evaluated. If you would like to be considered to move up a level, then you have to be evaluated. So if you want to go. From prep to an elite team, you have to be evaluated. And then if you obviously want to go from level one to level two or level two to level three, if you just want to be considered for a higher level, then you need to be evaluated. But if you're on junior blue all season last season, and you know, you're like, hey, I haven't really gotten my tuck yet. It was my first year on level two. I probably need some more, you know, and I'm I'm happy with this team. I feel like being on this team would be a good fit for me. Then those athletes don't have to be evaluated if you wouldn't mind staying on the same level or team. Now, it doesn't mean that those athletes stay on that same level or team. They, we have all rights to move athletes to any team that we want. They just don't have to be evaluated, right? And just because you get evaluated doesn't mean you're moving levels, and just because you don't get evaluated doesn't mean you're not going to move levels. All of that being said, the total amount of athletes who were evaluated were about 200 athletes, but we have about 300, I think the is like 314 in the program as of today or like like when we placed athletes we've had like you know a drop or two actually we probably still have more because we've had several kids who evaluated after team placements yeah so we're around 315 or so right now but about 200 athletes got evaluated and about 100 of those athletes were brand new athletes to the program
1: 100 you said Mm -hmm. oh wow
0: well either like fundamentals mid-season or like just completely brand new
1: Oh, okay. That's a good thing for the program. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so on that note with how many we evaluated, about and this question doesn't pertain to anyone or anything. I just it just popped in my head. About how many kids are not returning that are still eligible to cheer?
0: Like um how many kids are returning or you said aren't returning?
1: Yeah, that are not returning but they're still eligible to cheer.
0: We had some pretty good retention rates. Okay. Or I can't remember off the top of my head. Prep always has the worst retention rates. Not that it's like terrible, but they're always not as good as elite retention rates. Youth Black had hundred percent retention. In case you wanted oh. to know, Ashley did the numbers this year. I, I'm i usually the one who does the retention rate numbers. Ashley did the numbers this year, so they're not fresh on top of my head. We, and we usually have pretty decent retention. I think there was one kid on Junior Blue who didn't return. I think three kids on Senior Black who weren't graduating seniors, like like you said, who weren't graduating seniors that didn't return, and then the youngest teams always have like great retention like a youth white will always have like really good retention a mini sparkle will always have like really good retention you know and prep is that's what it's for you know prep doesn't have as good a retention because really the point of the prep program is for families to figure out if they want to be a part of cheer or not you know and some of them figure out No, I don't want to be a part of cheer, you know? And that's exactly what that program is for. So they don't have to spend a ton of money investing in uniforms and travel costs and all these things just to not do it long-term. You know, they get it at a cheaper... You know, it's, it's less investment. And then if you don't want to cheer, no harm, no foul. So I can't remember what, what it was exactly, but I do remember that Youth Black had a 100% retention rate.
1: So we're probably talking about maybe 10 to 15 athletes didn't return that are still eligible on an elite program.
0: Yeah, I would say something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say something like that.
1: So 15
0: to 20, yeah, 10 to 20, something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so here is the funny question. How many, how many emails have you received about team placements with upset? parents
0: less than 20 Oh. Nothing too crazy.
1: Okay, that's But good. L- yeah,
0: less than 20 for sure.
1: So as I've talked to some of, you know, my friends, you know, what team did your child make? What team did your child make? So we now have a mini sparkle again this year, correct?
0: Back. The queens are back, baby. <laughs>
1: Stop playing
0: with me. Yo, West Coast, you've been put on notice. The sparkle queens are back.
1: Which I'm sure Ashley's happy about that because that's like, like that she loves the mini sparkle team, right? Yeah. So is mini sparkle, which you might not know this, is it a small medium or a large team
0: <laughs> west coast I don't know <laughs> I could find you want me to find out I could ask her I'm sitting there somewhere
1: okay so TBD right, let me,
0: let, let's find let, let, hold on. uh Ash is mini sparkle medium or small are you looking for an overnight cheer camp this summer? Look no further than Dream Camps. Guys, I'm telling you, I've had lots of industry friends work as instructors at Dream Camps and have heard nothing but great things. With individual cheer camps available in both Oregon and Florida, Dream Camps is the perfect place for athletes to progress their skills in tumbling, jumping, stunting, and dance. And I can confirm this next part, but Dream Camps brings out some of the best instructors. In the country to help athletes reach their full potential in a fun and supportive environment. Spaces are limited. So head on over to OregonDreamCamps.com and register today to secure your spot. Link in the show notes. Oh, mini sparkles medium, baby. Stop playing with us.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: And real quick, real quick. This episode is going to come out like three weeks into the season. So
1: things are going to change.
0: Like I said this before. Well, not that things are going to change, but we just had tryouts. I don't have our teams memorized, but by the time people hear this episode, they're going to be like, Jason, we're a month in. You don't know what team we have right now. (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Little disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So then we also have a youth white again. Yep. And let me guess. You don't know if they're medium or small. Nope. Okay.
0: I think I'm pretty sure junior white is small though. Junior white. I am confident junior white is small.
1: I will say I... That is true from what I've heard from another parent that's athlete is on junior white. So we have a junior white. So we got three level one teams, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Three elite level one teams, which we haven't had in quite some time.
1: Okay. Then we move on to junior blue. And there's, I'm, I'm going to get to why I'm asking you this. Okay. We have junior blue, which is small.
0: Correct. They are small.
1: Okay. Then we have, that's our only level two team. Yep. And then we have youth black. Youth black who is small also.
0: Correct. Yep, that's what Ashley said. So yeah, they're they're small.
1: Okay. And senior black, which is I think there's like thirty two athletes. So
0: No, I think they're at
1: small or large. Oh uh, yeah, they might
0: be at thirty two right now. That sounds right.
1: Yeah. A parent yeah. told me. That's what yeah, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a medium team, right? Correct. Okay. And then Senior Red, I which I think there's like 18 or something. So that's a small correct okay so we have one two three four four small teams Mm -hmm. was like is there any rhyme or reason like to me it seems like that for us is a lot of small teams and i am a believer in the coaches put the teams together for a reason like you guys have reasons more than just like what parents think their reasons Mm -hmm. are so to me, it seems like there is more small teams this year for us than there has been in the past.
0: Yeah. So a couple of things with that is, so a couple of things with that is, one, we wanted to like cut the fat, you know? And <laughs> hey, Lance Davis said that at practice. Well, it was when I was an athlete. And he's like, hey guys, there's two things we can do. He's like, he's like, so y'all need to start pulling your weight. And so we can either cut the fat or we can tone it up. and he like rubbed his stomach when he did it i was like that left an Uh impression on me and i think we just needed to put together stronger teams right and just have flat out stronger teams, even if that meant having less athletes on them. And then the other big thing, it's in combination with it, but that the score sheet really dictates team sizes, right? I explained this last week, but in between 23 athletes and 30 athletes, the requirements are the same. So if we weren't going to get to a full 30 on a team, then, then it's like, Well, you know, I say, hey, guys, when we put together these teams, there better not be a team of 23 kids out here, right? Because we have to put up six stunts and we won't have enough kids to do it, right? And so these numbers are really based around now. It might not sound like it like right now when you go 32, like people are like you can't have 32 kids on a team. Yes, we understand that we won't have 32 kids when we compete or the math might seem funny. The number like the magic number for a small team is going to be 17 and then after 17, you want to get to at least 20. So you don't want to have 18 or 19 kids on a team. You either want to have 16 or 17 kids on a small team. This is just my opinion. I guess other people can disagree with me. But you want to have like 16 or 17 kids on a small team or 20, 21, 22 kids on a small team, right? But you don't want any of those those other numbers. So trying to make sure that we didn't have an excess number of athletes on the team that would put us in these weird stunt brackets was really the thought process behind that. So yeah, it's our first time having like these small teams in a while. And I heard, I just talked to another gym owner here in California yesterday and he is like we're going all he's like with the new score sheet we're going all medium teams right and so I guess they're going to try to go you know full board and try to go full 30 right or at least everything with at least 24 kids on it, I guess would be the number for them right and so we'll see you live you learn the score sheet changes and then yeah. you adapt to it so
1: so when you say like cut the fat which I know you're not meaning weight I know you're meaning athletes <laughs> so do you move some of these athletes down to prep if that like if you're like you know what this is a solid 18 kids or seven say 17 kids for our level two small but we have these Mm -hmm. like we have these two other stragglers that we can't put them on a senior team level three team and we're not going to put them when junior white our level one team is full do you move them to prep or like what do you do with the athletes that you don't basically have a place for
0: I once wrote a blog called Your Daughter Won't Fly Forever. But with Fly Right, she might fly a little bit longer. There's more pressure on flyers than any other position out there. Help your athlete fly right. Fly Right by Tumble Track is the personal stunt stand that helps cheerleaders fine tune their skills and perfect their body control. Made with heavy steel construction, it's easy to store away when not in use so your athlete can train anytime, anywhere. Give the gift of flying a little bit longer with Fly Right by Tumble Track. Link. In the show notes. Yeah, so we try to find a place for everyone. The one thing is that all the teams have an impact on all the other teams. So when one kid quits on Junior Blue, we've got to figure that out. With the kids we have in the programs That might mean we get an opportunity There was a kid on Junior White who might have been A tweener kid, right? Uh, they made Junior White uh, but they were, you know, they threw their Handspring, it just wasn't the the wasn't the greatest Or it wasn't better than any of these other kids But now that this kid quit Let's move this kid from Junior White to Junior Blue And now we were over one Kid on Youth White, and so now let's Move that kid from Youth White over To Junior White and fill that, so we, it's, it's a big, it, it's honestly a big Puzzle, because you're always trying to figure out figure out how to move and rearrange the kids. So when one kid quits, honestly, it has an impact on all of the teams in the gym.
1: Okay. That's, I never really thought about that. You know, that someone quitting on junior white could potentially affect junior blue.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. It does a hundred
1: percent. This is why we do this. So people can learn things. And I definitely learn something (laughs) every single day. Actually, I have one last question. So All right. hypothetically say that you have an athlete that is double teaming and... Mm-hmm. Not only are they double teaming, but they are on a middle school team, too. And if it gets to be so that, you know, essentially they're triple teaming.
0: So That sounds very no. specific, B. <laughs> I
1: was. It, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't because I guess for, you know, new listeners or something, my girls were triple teaming last year. So two teams at American, one team at their middle school. And mm-hmm. I thought about this a lot last year because in the beginning, it wasn't hard for for them to go from team to team to team. It, it truly wasn't. I mean, there was probably moments where it was, but there was moments where it was totally fine. So if you have someone that comes to you, so, you know, say the girls last year, what if I came to you and I said, you know what, Jason, two teams at American is just too much for my athletes, but I still want them to be on youth black. How like mm-hmm. parents don't get to decide what team they still want their kids on when they're double teaming. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. They all parents always give a suggestion. Oh, but she would love to be on the higher level team. But yeah, duh lady. Um, so, <laughs> I've only seen a few kids, like, honestly, like, well, well, we, you know, where they want just to do the lower mm-hmm. level team. But, yeah, most parrots like, they're as subtle as yeah. baboons. <laughs> they like, to just... <suggest. laughs> But she would would just love to do the higher level team. Like, oh, she would, huh? Anyway, so with parents or with that, this wasn't exactly your question, but here's what I'll answer. I get that you're too busy. I just think about all the other sports where football, you practice Monday through Thursday, game on Friday. Basketball, you know, the same thing. You're practicing four days a week and then you have the game, you know, one of those days a week. Gymnast practice six days a week, right? And then cheerleaders practice two days a week and then they double team, they'll practice four days a week so like i get that it's more of a commitment but it's the same amount of commitment as all of your other like the counterparts now i get extra practices like when you have extra practice now you have double extra practice so that's a little bit you know that's extra Mm -hmm. or whatever Um, obviously you have to compete twice so i get all that especially if you're a crossover and you have like different competition schedules like a lot of gyms will take you know we've done this before we're taking all these teams the jams and then these teams are going to nca right so if you're a crossover between those two teams now you have these two travel trips uh compared to everyone else who just had like the one travel trip so i, I get all that I'm not ignorant to all those things, but it's not as, you know, baseball, they practice four days a week. So to me, it's kind of the same. Now, when you have add in your other, your other team, right, you're doing double team at American. And then you part of high school cheer, middle school cheer, whatever. Yeah, that seems because now you're running around. But, um, but, you know, we had Mandy on from OC all stars, shout out to OC. And she was talking, she named, I can't remember everything she named, but she named like 8 billion things. She was a part of when she cheered in high school. And, She's like, I was on my high school cheer team. I was on, you know, Wildcats at the time. I was doing, you know, I was a mathlete. I was doing chess club. I was in soccer. She needed like so many things. And she's like, and I had a 4.0. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, so anyway, I know it wasn't exactly what you asked. No, that was good. Um, So if you want me to answer exactly what you asked. No, that was good. Because
1: I thought about it a couple of times last year. And, you know, we did it through the whole season. And I think, you know, we worked with you and Ashley from middle school ending to youth black practice starting, you know, so we worked with you guys on the timing for Mm -hmm. that. And... I feel like just the last couple of months, it was really hard and it started to be really hard on their bodies. I would just see their <laughs> bodies, just they were having issue after issue after issue, which I I mean, I, I I get it, you know? So I was, I meant to ask it last season, but yeah. I never did. And then, you know, I do have some friends that are in the same boat as I was last year, this year. So, yeah. you know, they had asked, you know, do you have any words to prepare me? I'm like, get ready for always being in the car.
0: <laughs> always, right? You're always like, always in the car, always a practice so as they say idle hands are the devil's playground right and so when you know when your kids are at practice you know exactly where they are not like you know where they are right? And they're not out doing, you know, this and that. And my mom was like, very adamant that she didn't really care what sports I played. But she was very adamant that I stayed in sports, right? So I don't care, you know, you can do this, you can do this, but you will be involved in sports, right? So my mom was super adamant about that. And you know, she wanted to keep her boy out the streets, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, I that's the kind of parenting that me and Ryan both have, like, you need to at least be doing a sport For me and my athletes, when they were doing three teams, they did need free time. They needed time to relax, lay in bed and rest. And honestly, that's what my kids were doing when they had a canceled Mm -hmm. practice or a day off. They were just laying in their beds, watching TV, scrolling on their phone. You know, there was a time frame where we were busy for So we were gone for six weekends in a row between Mm -hmm. school cheer and all-star cheer. And when they got that first weekend that they could go hang out with their friends and go to the movies, they took that opportunity. Because they do need a life outside of cheerleading with their school friends that they don't get to see that often aside from being at school. So they don't need a lot of idle time, Mm -hmm. but they do need some, whether it's to rest, spend time with their school friends outside of school, or even spend time with their cheer friends outside of cheer.
0: Yeah. I will say in your particular situation, your girl's at the gym four days a week, plus middle school cheer, right? And so that is their actual... free time is a lot less than other kids do. Do I think kids need a lot of just free time by themselves I'm that saying your kids are plenty busy so their amount of time to get in trouble like it's just math the more time they have idle to themselves the more likely it is for them to get in trouble kids at that age up until they're like 24 right they're that part of their brain that processes consequences is not fully developed which is why we go what were you thinking when you did that and it's like they literally weren't thinking right mm-hmm. even the very best kids do stupid stuff right and so the more that's limited the less trouble they're going to get in that's the truth right yeah. anyway let's get to a break and um we'll get back and i think we'll to go into the question of the week let's do it perfect sounds good Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how NextGen can help you, book a call at NextGenOwners.com. And we are back and we're going to get into our Sounds Like That question of the week, guys. It's the beginning of the season. You need some hot fire music. You need to go to soundslikethat.com. And they have music for everyone. You know, our teams, we get the titanium. We get the creme de la creme. But he has platinum packages and gold. And I'm not sure if there's a silver. I think gold's the lowest one. But you can get any team, any budget, soundslikethat.com. And let them know that we sent you there from the Let's Talk To Your podcast. B, hit us up with the question of the week.
1: All right. Before I get into the question of the week, I've been wanting to say this for a while and I haven't said it, but as a parent, I go to these competitions and we, you know, watch teams and, you know, we go 30 minutes early and we watch teams leading up to our kids. And some of y'all need to be messaging sounds like that because some of yours music and, you know, I'm going to take this with, take it with a grain of salt. Maybe your gym can't, Afford sounds like that. Who knows? Maybe you can message them. Maybe they'll set you up on a payment plan or something. Who knows? But some of y'all definitely need some fire music, and there's no better way to get it than sounds like that. So... Brought to you by Sounds Like That, question of the week. This is for you, Jason. What is your strategy for training your staff? Do you do it all the time or do you do it all summer or do you make time for professional development during the season? How do you coach your coaches?
0: There you go. That is a great question. How do we train our staff? So one, we love to go to coaches conferences. So we'll do one coaches conference during the summer. Shout out to NextGen where I will be speaking. Hey, so this 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 is not a paid ad right here, but shout out to Next Gen. I guess the paid ad is gonna run. Maybe the paid ad just run for just ran for next. Oh no, we took it off because it's, they sold out. Anyway, thanks to all of our advertising, no big deal. But we're doing Next Gen, so I I love to do a coaches conference. I think the coaches conferences are great. And what I really like about coaches conferences is not necessarily obviously you can go and have great speakers, but I really love the opportunity to go and meet other coaches. And then even if there's a coach who's not speaking at the conference, but there's just another coach that you admire, you admire their program, you can go and you can stop them and you can have a conversation with them, right? You catch them in the lobby and you go, Hey, Hey, I want to ask you like, how did you guys put together? You know, I saw that you guys did this with your program. How'd you guys do that? And so you can just meet and network with other coaches and then have the opportunity to, you know, learn and grow that way. One thing I always do at coaches conferences, I always challenge our staff to walk away with three, either new Instagrams or phone numbers, right? We have a younger staff or some of our staff is younger. So, you know, they don't really exchange phone numbers anymore. They just exchange, you know, IGs, but like, you know, make connections with other people, you know, while we're there at these conferences. So I love the conferences, um, but a conference is a one-time thing. You know, you get really excited while you're there and then two weeks later, you're back to your old things. Right. And so that happens. So what we do is we do, we have our weekly staff meetings. I know that a lot of gyms can't, really find the time to do weekly staff meetings because your other staff have other jobs and it's just hard to get everyone on the same page. We do weekly staff meetings. And again, not all of our staff is able to make it, but during those staff meetings, I take a lot of time to actually coach our coaches. So we'll do, we'll get a particular subject that we want to cover and we'll go through and I'll teach on that particular subject and we'll go, okay, here's how we run an efficient practice. Here's how we do this. And here's how we do this. So we do a lot of training during our week staff meetings. The other big thing that we do, and so I would suggest this to directors and owners, is that I literally quiz our coaches. They have tests that they have to take. So I'll make up the test, you know, I will have them take the test blind. So they take the test blind. They have no idea what's going to be on the test. They just take it. And then after, then we go through the answers and I teach them, you know, wherever that subject is. And we go through and they have to, okay, oh, I see why A is the correct answer now. Like it makes sense now that you put it in context, like that okay i see why number two you know the answer was c right and so we'll go through like that and then we quiz again the next week and so they'll go through and now this test is for real the first time they just take it to familiarize themselves with the material the next week they take it i'm actually trying to see if they've actually retained anything and that gets written down in a, a spreadsheet somewhere who's scoring what and who's retaining these things so we do that let's see we do our beach getaway every year which and we'll just do that just to talk about goals for the season and you know hey what you know what are things we trying to accomplish and just really talk about culture setting there although it's not I mean it's staff development but it's culture setting and just team bonding in general so we do that beach trip every year I really like fierce board fierce board <laughs> I was telling the kids about Fierce sports the other day, which you don't know what that is, but it actually someone commented that on one of our posts on the IG. Hey, guys, if you don't follow on the IG, be sure to do that. So let's talk to your podcast. Anyway, a lot of you old people laughed when I said Fierce Boards just now. Anyway, I really like Fierce Connection or the the Fierce Connection, whatever it is. You can Google it. I really like Fierce Connection. They have a great just thing of they have all the old Varsity U conference material on there and they just you can just look up like jumps and then all these jump things will pop up or you can look up whips and all these drills for whips will pop up. I really like fierce connections. The fierce connection I think that's what it's called. Google it. You'll figure it out. Uh shout out to Lark CEO of the thing. He sold the varsity. And then also not a paid advertisement but our good friend Diana Dragon from Lower Levels Cheer. So if you follow Lower Levels Cheer on Instagram, she put together a like a database of of all of the videos that she posts. So if you don't follow lower levels, they have a bunch of, she posts videos every day of just acknowledging levels like one through four. And if there's a cool stunt sequence, she'll post it and go, Here, you know, here's a great level three stunt sequence, right? And that's her whole Instagram, right? And she has a huge following because people just love seeing these different stunts from different levels. Anyway, as I am guilty of, I'll scroll through that and just look for ideas on on this team. You know, oh, we need a really creative stunt for level two. And I'll scroll through that and, and look for ideas. Anyway, she was like, I know a ton of people do that. Try to look for ideas there. I'm going to start this little thing. So she's put that in a database where you can go sign up, get a membership, and then you can just click level three, you know, type in level three. Then you can go type in level three and then be able to find all the level three stunts that are in there and be able to come up with, with new things. So that's a, a really cool idea. I'll link all those things in the description. So, what everything? What did I name? Fierce connection. I'll even link fierce boards in there. The lower levels thing. And yeah, I guess that's it. So, anyway, that was the uh, question of the week. B, you got any follow ups for me?
1: I don't right now, but you know, it kind of stinks, because every time we get off here, I'm like, oh, I should have asked Jason that, and I forget. But no, I don't have anything.
0: There we go. B, I gotta make sure. B, I love having you on the show. You're the best. You're the best, B. We've come a long way.
1: I love being on the show. I will. Let me tell you something. You want to know something that was very shocking in my life? And I have a witness for this, (laughs) my neighbor. My neighbor. I'm always with my neighbors. My girls told me, you would never let us quit cheer because of the
0: podcast.
1: (laughs) And I... I kind of had to like laugh. I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't want you to do cheer just because of the podcast. Like, Jason can have a successful podcast without me. I mean, I I, I don't carry all the weight, you know. I'm not <laughs> building the Great Wall of China or anything. So it kind of hurt my heart when they Aww. said that. And so we definitely had to have like a full on. Not that they wanted to quit yeah. cheer or anything, but they just we were like, you would never let us quit because of the podcast. So we had to have a heart to heart. That's why I, I would look them. That.
0: I would look them dead in their eye and said, "Don't be less when you can be." more stop it kids (laughs) let's go there we go all right here we go let's get to a break real quick and then i have a, a message for the coaches and owners let's do this okay cool One of the number one things that shows up in my DMs is, hey, Jason, do you mind if I pick your brain a bit? So here we go. Coaches, here is your chance to ask your questions directly to me about coaching and running an all-star cheer program. I'll be hosting a virtual coaches training and Q&A. We'll talk about the things that you want to talk about. But I imagine we'll talk about everything from scheduling practices to working with parents. Guys, sign up now because I want to keep this group. Very, very small. So it's super beneficial to those who are on the call. And obviously it is first come, first serve. Link in the show notes for more details. And we are back So I just wanted to tell this story. I told this story to our parents last night. I should have told it to all of our families because we did all those welcome meetings yesterday. But I was kind of freestyling all the meetings depending on which group of parents it was. So I didn't tell all the same stories at all the meetings, in case you want to know. So all the meetings were different. So some information probably got missed in some of those meetings. But I was like, this set needs to hear this. But I did tell this story. And I just want to use it as encouragement to the other coaches out there, you know, with their teams. And we all struggle with culture. If you're not struggling with culture, you're always trying to maintain the culture that you have, right? And that gets changed by the different athletes and families that come into your gym. Anyway, we had a kid who I will name by name because she should be named. We had a kid a while ago named Tani Howard, who was an excellent kid. I love Tani. She was everything that you wanted in an athlete. A hard worker, a very hard worker, a super positive athlete, just always in a positive, you know, it didn't matter what was going on. She found the good in it super positive, super hard worker, you know, never complained. You know, she she was just what you wanted as a coach and an athlete. She was great. Loved the kid. And she stopped cheering. I can't remember which year, but she didn't return like either her senior year or her junior year. One of the two, can't remember, but she was older and decided not to return. And, you know, I'm like, man, broke my heart because I loved the kid, loved coaching her. She was really, really great. And I was, and by I say great, she was just a great kid. She wasn't the most talented kid, you know, on the te- or any of the teams she's been on. You know, she wasn't a superstar athlete, but she was just the sweetest kid ever, worked hard, didn't complain, and had, you know, average skills, right? But she that all those other good things. Anyway, she decided not to cheer. And one day I run into her and I'm like, hey, Tanya, I was live, we're catching up. I'm like, hey, like, why didn't you, you know, come back, right? And she's like, you know, coach, when I was on this team, it was such a fun year, and we had such good people on that team, and she was on a junior team. The, The year she's referring to is when she's, like, on this junior team. And such a good year, and, you know, everything was great, and, you know, we just had good, positive people on this team. And then, you know, last year, I was on this team, and it was just, you know, it just wasn't the same. And then she... Goes on to say, like you know, we had some bad. We had people with bad attitudes. We had people who complained a lot, and we had people who just did this. And I just didn't want to be around those people anymore. Like I just didn't want to be around those people anymore. And I'm like Tani, I hear you loud and clear, kid. Like I knew I'm like, dude, you're you're preaching. I hear you loud and clear, kid. And I remember telling this to the athletes, but I remember saying, like, guys, what I essentially did was trade away my Tawny Howards for brats. And I traded away kids who I really, really enjoyed in the program for kids who made, you know, things unpleasurable, right? Who just complained, who are who the opposite of Tawny, who complained, who are lazy, who, you know, had bad attitudes. And I traded away Tawny's and I traded them away in exchange for brats. And it shouldn't be that way. And so I think that, you know, when it comes to, you know, setting your, your culture, you have to decide, like, you know, regardless of skill level or, or whatever, like if bad behavior, bad, you know, things that lead to bad culture aren't confronted, it pushes away the people who try to maintain the good culture and then all of a sudden you're just going to be left with people who you know reinforce bad culture and so my challenge to myself this year is to make sure that we're one maintaining good culture but that when we have bad culture enter our gym that we are active in and diligent in removing it right and addressing it and that way we can maintain we can keep our tawny howards because i don't want to get rid i don't want trade away my tiny howards you know that's it so it's my challenge to myself my challenge to all you guys and yeah true story when i was a kid my sister would practice her back handsprings down the hill on the side of our yard back then buying mats from tumble track was not an option but now you can step your tumbling game up with a folding incline mat by tumble track start perfecting those rolls kickovers, handsprings, and tucks with these cheese wedges that come in three different sizes and three bold colors. Get ready to flip, twist, and tumble like never before with the safety of an incline mat by TumbleTrack. Link in the description.
1: With your statement, I think us parents can take away from that too. Two points, because I heard that story last night, and my girls asked me last night, do we have practice tomorrow? And I said, no, on Thursday. And they said, okay. And as I'm doing their hair this morning, I asked one of the girls, I said, are you excited for Junior Blue's practice tomorrow? And she instantly said, yeah, if it's going to be a good team. And I was prepared for how it could go. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, well, why don't you try and help make it a good team? I said, if you guys all join." forces have each other's backs and act like a family it will be a great team Mm -hmm. and she's like Okay, mommy. And I said, if you go in there with a positive attitude and just have fun and do what you do, doesn't matter where you get placed at for jumps, if you're a flyer or a base, if you're a back spot, just go in there and just have a good time. Help everybody have a good time. Then you will have a good team. Because I was thinking about what you said last night. So as a parent, my child might have, you know, a little negative response, but I am encouraging her to have a positive response. Months. And I've said this before on a previous podcast that I don't I try to make my kids have a positive after school experience mm-hmm. or positive drive to practice so they don't aren't in a bad mood when they go to practice. Mm-hmm. Because if they're in a good mood, they're gonna have a better practice. And the Tawny situation as parents, if we can be positive, that positive rubs off onto our children and it helps them be better. But if we're constantly being negative and basically being brat, then our kids are going to be the ones that are brats. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying my kids are perfect by any means. And I will always be a safe space for them to vent their frustrations. And the whole world doesn't need to know. But we have way more of an impact on our kids than we realize. So I know for me, when I'm in a negative Nancy mood, my kids end up in a negative Nancy Mm -hmm. mood. But if I'm in a positive mood, they end up in a positive mood. So we as parents can be the Tawnies and that can rub off onto our athletes.
0: Yep. Hundred percent. Let's go, B. Dude, and real quick, shout out to uh, all the crazy moms of cheer who listen to the podcast, and I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's give her. Uh, did she post? It? Nope. Let's give her a shout out because clearly she listens to the podcast. So, um, her name is Stephanie Perry Wicks. Thanks for listening to the podcast.
0: There we go, B. Good episode.
1: Perfect episode. So
0: there we go. Let's go. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Five, six, seven, eight. We're, We're out. out. Hey, let's talk to your podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes, after their cheering days are done then you'd love the life after cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan and if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport then the spill the cheer podcast with Tony G is for you check one of them out check them all out and i'll see you guys next week thanks for watching the let's talk cheer podcast definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show